Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing well. I am thrilled to welcome back Corey Miller to this show, and we had him on last year. And if you missed that episode, I encourage you to go back and listen because he shared his his testimony, just an incredible story, uh, the, the moments where he thought about taking his life and, and how God intervened and, and met him in that place. And, and now he is on fire for the Lord and, and so I encourage you to go listen to that story. Uh, and then he also joined us at the Super Saturday Man Breakfast in Charlotte. And, and we did that live, and it was an awesome event. And we actually recorded that and put that up here on the podcast as well. And so if you missed that, uh, go check that out as well. He shared some of what he shared during the original podcast, the original interview that we did, uh, but he also went in some other directions that were so encouraging and inspiring uh, that I think you'll love that. So for today, though, we talk football and we talk about really what's going on in in life right now. And and things have changed, especially since February uh, when we had him at Super Saturday. And so, uh, man, I think he'll he'll be an encouragement to you uh, today as he shares some thoughts just on you know what he's experienced the, these last few months in in all the different areas with with the coronavirus and the, the tensions that we're all feeling politically racially all, all that's going on and, and and offers just some good insight and and I'm right there with Corey when you know my approach to everything as well is let's point toward Jesus and and he'll talk about uh, love and the mind. Uh, during this conversation and then I'm going to unpack it a little bit further at the end so stick around for that but but we also talk some some just good football talk uh, and and his perspective is great being a a former player himself and then his son Christian uh, is actually a, a Carolina Panther player who decided to opt out for the year and so his answer to uh, that situation is is really interesting. So uh, Corey's, as the dad, uh, his response to it, uh, very interesting. So we'll get to all that in just a moment. Let me ask you this. Do you need to get your own health insurance? Well, go to healthmarketgenius.com. Know your options. It's healthmarketgenius.com. Support them as they support us. Also, Corey Miller will be joining us here in Charlotte at the fifth annual unpacking it golf tournament presented by strategic planning corporation and we greatly appreciate strategic planning corporation for their support of the golf tournament and we're excited to have a full slate of golfers and and some some former uh players and and guests on this show uh will be out there playing with us eric mcclain who was on recently he'll be out there nate sally who you love who does the audible minute He'll be sharing a pre-tournament uh, encouragement. So, uh, so we're going to have a great day out on the course. And for many of you who listen, 
outside of Charlotte. We, you know, we, we love having you a part of things. And even though you won't be able to play, if you'd be interested in personally uh, being a, a whole sponsor, so you could donate and, and we'll recognize you on one of the holes. So we, we, we're going to call you a, a fairway friend. So if you want to be a fairway friend and sponsor a fairway, uh, let me know. You can email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. But it'd be your way of, of being involved with the tournament and, and supporting the Unpacking It podcast and supporting Unpacking It Ministries. So that's what's going on here at Unpacking It. But let's jump right into the conversation I had with Corey Miller. Here he is, former NFL linebacker. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And joining us now on Unpacking It is former NFL linebacker Corey Miller. He's joining us again here on the show. We had him on last year and and excited to have him back. He played college football at South Carolina and was drafted in the sixth round in 1991 by the New York Giants. Spent eight seasons with them and then one season with the Minnesota Vikings. Corey is currently a a speaker. He's an evangelist and he goes by the nickname the Pastor of Pain. You can follow him on Twitter, Pastor of Pain. Corey, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? I am doing well, and uh, appreciate uh, you having me on. It's so good to hear from you. It's been a little minute since the last time I saw you up there in Charlotte, one of your great breakfast, prayer breakfasts. And, uh, so I'm doing well, brother, just uh, trying to to uh, you know stay encouraged and trying to encourage people and, and uh, as we go along during this pandemic. Absolutely, and and there's so much truth as as we encourage people, we get encouraged. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll do that on the on the podcast here today. But but let's start with football, and and I know you're fired up. The SEC started back up last week, and the NFL were were through three weeks, and so I guess just kind of your uh, initial thoughts on football being back, and and the fact that we're watching football with no fans, we're seeing a staggered start in college football, we've got the virus kind of, you know, clouding or a black cloud over football, what was just kind of your general thoughts on on what football looks like this year? Wow, great question, Uh, it it really is different, Uh, you know, when we were going through the initial stage of this pandemic, and you know, everybody was wondering, including myself, you know, what is this going to look like, and and uh, being a former player, you know, I started thinking, first off, man, no fans, you know, at the game, no tailgating and, you know, this type of stuff. And, like, that's what college football especially and even yes. the NFL, that's what it's all about. And yep. not to have that, you know, what is the energy going to be like in the stadium? Got to be boring because when I think about no fans, to me, it's going to feel like practice. You know what I mean? <laughs> how can I, you know, how can you mostly get ready for this stuff? But. But I think the NFL and what college football has done uh, in the initial parts have been really good. But it's weird. I mean, when I, I know they're pumping in crowd noise and they got the, the, the little the fixtures in the stands of people. And, you know, it, it's different. It really is different from the viewer sitting and watching it and the camera angles. I can't tell much of a difference because mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm just looking at the game, you know, in itself. I'm looking at how things are going, the plays are running, the defense has been called. I still like that part of it, but when they show the, the, the wide lens, so to speak, and you see nobody in the, the stadium, you go, man, I know those players, they are having a difficult time because 
I'm telling you, fans are important to the game. Mm. And just from the energy playing in front of somebody, the celebrations, and, you know, it's just a different energy level. And, and it's different. And it's extremely hard. I know it is. I'm just talking to some guys. It's hard. I mean, you don't have the game caught walk anymore. You know, you can have five fans and little kids. I mean, the, the outfits. You just don't have any of that stuff anymore. So it's definitely different. But I think they're doing a good job based on what they have. Absolutely. And I'm so thankful that, that all five conferences are, are coming back, or the Power Five, and so we're seeing you know, great football. And, and yeah, the players are you know, they're playing well, but I, I'm like you, just as a, as a big-time fan, even knowing that I've got buddies at certain games or, oh, I know they're tailgating at that game, and it, it creates an intrigue and an energy, and it's just, uh, it, it's just different turning on games knowing, wait, there aren't people there on, on a Saturday, especially. I think Sunday NFL, eh, they, they can overcome it better than, than college football just from a, an energy standpoint, atmosphere standpoint. But, um, but nonetheless, the, uh, the SEC returned last week, and uh, I think we all agree they're, they're so important to college football. We need the SEC. That, that raises everybody's game. So what were your takeaways from the first weekend in the SEC? I loved it. I, I really did. And I think, you know, when you start with a team that's expected to win – uh, the SEC, again, that's the Alabama Crimson Tide. They went to Columbia, Missouri, did the things they needed to do. I know some of the Bama fans still upset that it was 38-19, to 19, you know. But, <laughs> but I'm like, that game was over in the, in the early third quarter, and they, they kind of took the foot off the gas. Uh, Georgia struggled early against Arkansas, but, uh, you know, they got a new quarterback. So, you know, this is a team, you know, I, they're very talented, but you don't know what you're going to get. Auburn looked decent. Florida, I thought, was great. Uh, you know, they, they got a bunch of guys coming back that offense. And, and the team that surprised me and everybody, you know, Mike Leach, welcome to the SEC. Wow. I mean, Mississippi State, a team that goes from running the football, you know, a predominantly running football team to a air this thing out. We're going to throw <laughs> this thing 95% of the time. I think they had like 10 rushes. And, and, and mind you, they had the SEC lead rusher on their football team oh. in Hill. So – and they go down to the defending national champion, LSU, and win that game. Listen, am I really shocked? No, because they lost everybody. Then the best players on defense that they had returning got sick the night before. He didn't play in the secondary. So, you know, but we saw this, this really SEC air attack, which is totally different than what we've seen in years past. I know we've been seeing more. But I'm excited about the SEC. Lane Kiffin, you know, that Ole Miss team, they lost to Florida, but, boy, they, they, they scored a lot of points on, on a good defense. So, you know, I, I'm excited. We need the SEC. I've been saying, and I did my little video, welcome to the real college football season that kicks <laughs> off late Saturday. Uh, and, and I know ACC fans will get mad at me, but let's just be real. I mean, the SEC is the alpha dog of college football, and there is just a different energy yep. when it comes with those guys. And, and so – I'm glad that they're back. I'm glad the Pac-12 was coming back and, and the Big Ten. I mean, you know, a little later on, delayed. But, you know, man, we need college football, man. It's so great for, for all of us. And, and I'm just glad to see, see the SEC back and see some of the coaches and, and some of the players that I know, especially like at Alabama, to play with my son. It was great to see them back. I'm, I'm right there with you. And, and to add Mike Leach and, and Lane Kiffin to the SEC, I mean, the personalities, the characters, oh, you got to love it. So, uh, so yeah, it, it was fun. And then from, from an NFL standpoint, I, 
I've loved the first three weeks. I think we've seen just some some great games and storylines, and and there's just so much to, uh, to 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 be intrigued by. And and I know for you, you you, you followed the the Panthers closely. Of course, your your son is has been on the Panthers, and and so Cam Newton has been the quarterback in Carolina. Now he's up in New England. So what have you thought about how well he's played, and and that relationship with with him and Belichick already starting to flourish? Loved it, and I love piece of Cam Newton. Yeah, and. Yep. Uh, the guy just is a beast. He's healthy again. and he, I think he's playing smarter. You know, he's running the football. He's not taking crazy hits like he used to, although he is a, a moving train. But he slides down. He'll just fall down. and not taking those uncalled for hits. He's throwing the football very nicely. Uh, I like this New England Patriots football team. I think Cam Newton gives them a, a whole nother dimension of a play caller for Josh McDaniel, the offensive coordinator. So I, I like what they've done. They should be 3-0. and I mean, they went – to Seattle and really should have won that ball game. Yeah. But uh, this is a team I, I still think I know everybody's excited about Buffalo and think they're going to supplant, you know, uh, New <laughs> England. But uh, Belichick is still there. I know there's no Tom Brady, but they got Cam Newton. They got a pretty good quarterback uh, to take his place. So I still like this football team. Uh, like what the Panthers did last week, you know, with a young team with Matt Rule getting a, getting their first win uh, of the season. So, yeah, I mean, NFL, it's, it's weird, right? I mean, you know, last night, Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes thing, one, two, three, four, Cinco, and touchdown, four <laughs> throwing, one running. So uh, Lamar Jackson not looking like himself. So who knows? But I tell people, these fans, slow down. It's still early. Early. And, it's for, and you know, we I think a lot of analysts sometimes they jump to these conclusions. Oh, Lamar Jackson, he, he, only, he lost to KC three times, whatever it's been. And, you know, listen, it's still early. I mean, there's a lot of football left to be played. It's a strange year. Anything can happen. You know, we saw Tennessee, you know, and Minnesota now can't even go to the facilities with this COVID stuff. It's just going to be a weird year. We just got to accept it and just deal with it week by week. That, that's it. And so, yeah, so there's always uh, yeah overreaction after each week for sure. Uh, is there a team, though, that, that maybe has gotten off to a slow start that you still buy into? And then of the teams that have gotten off to a hot start, maybe feel like it's a little bit of fool's gold for the, that team. You know, I'm, I'm still looking at Cleveland. Cleveland mm. intrigues me. Yeah. This team has so much talent. I mean, but can they put it together consistently? That's right. They got some guys on defense that can play ball. We know their offense is loaded. I don't think many teams in the NFL have the amount of talent that they have on offense. You got Kareem Hunt. I mean, he's a backup running back. Are you kidding me? Uh, you know, Nick Chubb's doing his thing. We know about the receiving core, the offensive line. It's good. They got a couple of young guys up front, but really good. I, I mean, they intrigue me. I think this is a team to watch. Uh, I think, you know, Tampa Bay is going, once they get comfortable, everybody was ready to shoot down Tom Brady. Oh, he's a lost it. He's old. <laughs> you know, the last week he, he lights it up. I mean, you got to understand, it takes these guys time to get together and play together. You know, there needs to be some synergy, uh, and it takes playing time to get that. And they're starting to do that. You see, if you watch the box, you say, hey, man, these guys are starting to come together. You know, there's no preseason. So I, I'm not, you know, really, I'm not jumping off the wagon or, or getting on a wagon just because of what I've seen in the first two or three weeks. But I tell you the team, though, that down the road, I think got potential to be really good. And that's Joe Burrow and the yeah. Cincinnati Bengals. They've been in, in about every single game, and he's been playing lights out. He really has. Yeah, I, I've been surprised just how well and how quickly he's felt comfortable and confident out there because we don't always see that with the rookie quarterback. So 
Uh, that was uh, yeah, that was that's been impressive so far. All right, so the uh, you mentioned the the, the Panthers and, and getting a nice win uh, against the uh, LA Chargers. What what do you kind of make of uh, this season and kind of the direction and th- this this balance of it is a rebuild, but maybe they're going to be in games, they're going to compete. Do you bring Christian McCaffrey back if he's healthy? Do you keep him out this year? What 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 do you kind of make of of what they do this season? You know, there's this whole thing that last year was tanking for Tua. Yeah, everybody talking about tanking for Trevor, right? Uh, you know, listen, as a professional and as these coaches are doing their job, they're not tanking for nobody. No, these guys are going in every single day, preparing to win, regardless of who across the field from them. They're trying to win the game. They're not thinking about Trevor Lawrence. I mean, that's the scouting department and, and the GM, Marty Herney. They, they don't, but those players and coaches are trying to win. Now, this team is not that good. I mean, and I'm just being honest. My son's a part of the team. He opted out this year uh, because of the COVID stuff. But this is a young team that has issues. They have issues on the offensive line, although I love what Teddy Bridgewater is doing. Very serviceable. He's making some throws. You know, Christian McCaffrey's out. He got going uh, – you know, uh, former Gamecock running back. Mike He's Davis. In I'm throwing a play now. Mike, Mike Davis yep. is doing his thing, and he, he filled in real nicely, yeah. you know, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you know, this team is a four or five win team. Mm-hmm. And, and let's just be real about it. They got the win over the Chargers. I know people only obviously took Kansas City the week before in overtime. And this team, the Chargers, I don't see them as a good team. It's a good win. Any win is a good win. I just think they got a long way to go. I still don't like the defense. I, I think it's a college-style defense, a lot of three-man fronts. And, uh, you know, they finally loosened up a little bit. I was like, you got to turn Brian Burns loose. Yeah. Brian Burns is not a cover guy. <laughs> he's, not, he's not built for that. He is an edge guy just like my son. These are going-forward type players. They're pass rushers. Yeah. They're edge guys. They need to be aggressive. And, and so and they did more of that. Uh, Brian made some plays last week. So I, I like Matt Rule. I like the fiery guy. I think, you know, he's turned programs around. But, you know, this is going to be a tough season. This is going to be a tough season. The NFC South, I mean, Atlanta's blown two crazy losses. Uh, <laughs> who they have monster leads. Tampa Bay's going to get better. New Orleans, I don't know people like Drew Brees. He hadn't lost it. Uh, so they still there. So we know what lies ahead. And they still got some other games pretty tough. The Cardinals and some other teams like that. So it's going to be a 4-5 or five win season. But you're looking for progress, right? You want That's to see it. them get better and continue to compete. That's right. All about growth for the Panthers this year and, and just heading in the right direction is the key. So you, you mentioned the Falcons. This will be our last uh, NFL thought. Uh, so Dan Quinn, head coach, you know, as fans, we all, as, as, once we see a, a crazy game or a crazy comeback like that, it's like, oh, fire the coach and get rid of them. Just as being a, being a former player, what, what does that do to a, a team you know, firing a coach midway through the season, do you recommend that? What have you seen over the years as far as that, that being a, a good or bad decision? I think firing a coach early or during the season is, is a bad thing. Okay. Really do. Yeah. I, I think, you know, it just, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to win in this. Nobody wins. I mean, if you go, hey, I do think they need to make a change. Obviously, something's not right. There's a disconnect there. Yep. There's, there's some not so good coaching going on. Uh, with the Falcons. I do think, you know, if you're off the blank, you got to say, you know what, we, it might be time for us to go in a different direction. It goes back uh, to blowing the Super Bowl against the Patriots to now you – I mean, we're seeing some of the same things over and over. So I do think 
that they're probably look based on what I've seen, the sample size of this season, probably might not be a bad thing to be thinking that, but not during the season. Mm. Let it finish up. Maybe things turn around. Maybe, you know, it can happen. You know, people can go from the, you know, to the poor house to the master house. It can happen. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, God gives opportunities to do some great things. You can turn it around. I mean, so let him, let him finish. Now, if it stays the same, you know which direction you need to go. That's right. And you can, it's okay to say, Coach, you know, brother, you're on the hot seat. And if things don't get better, we're going to be forced to let him know that. Yep. Let the coaching staff know that. But not to, not to just, you know, be just a knee jerk, just hey, you know what? He blew two weeks in a row. Get rid of the coach. No, 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 no. Let him finish <laughs> out the year. Let him see what he can do. Yeah, well, and it seems like that will be the direction because if they didn't fire him right after that game, they'll, they'll probably keep him around. So, uh, yeah, interesting perspective. I appreciate that. Well, well, let, let, let's talk uh, kind of beyond football a little bit. And, of, of course, 2020 has just been a, a wild year and, and challenging for, for all of us differently, sometimes the same, but, but always personally. And so how has uh, COVID specifically, just in everything that comes along with it, how has it affected you and, and in what ways has God been working in you and through you during this time? You know, it's been hard for everybody. Spiritually, emotionally, financially, it, it, I mean, I think everybody has, has felt the sting of this pandemic, and uh, and it's been no different for me. You know, one that was building up my ministry, Giants for Christ, and working a lot with men's ministry, and you know, being a chapel at Allen University, and their season got shut down, so that that shut me down. I was supposed to do some work at the University of South Carolina with the chaplains there. Well, Muschamp had agreed to bring, I was going to do some things there every week. That pretty much has gotten shut down. Uh, you know, so my way of income has been crushed. Uh, donations have been crushed. Uh, you know, so it's been hard. And then just, you know, just sitting around when you, when you have been quarantined for that long and just, man, it was hard, man. It, it was only the grace of God that, that kept me, you know, they, they kept my mind right, you know, focused on the right thing, you know, that as the scripture says, he will keep them in perfect peace whose mind has stayed really on him, upon mm. him. And and that's what you had to turn to because it's easy, man, to just flip the script and lose it and do stupid stuff or, you know, it's hard. This mm. is a hard time for everybody, man. My sister, she had got COVID when it first kicked out and was oh. in the hospital for almost a month, you know, having to deal with that. I mean, fear tries to grip you and, you don't know what's going to happen, and she, you know, and then people around you. I've known pastors and pastor friends, and you know, have gotten COVID. I mean, it's just there's fear, there's anxiousness, there's you know, this world, man, is it's tough. Then you throw in the whole politic, politicians thing that's going on, the anger and bitterness towards one another, and the racism, and you know, the the looting and the rioting. I mean, man, it's just been a tough time, man, and and, and really. If it wasn't for the peace of God that, that passes all understanding, uh, you know, it's just one of those things, brother. I just try to come up with encouraging messages, asking God to give me words that I can be a blessing to somebody. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me. I, I'm struggling just like everybody else. I'm having to do things financially to just try so I don't have to take retirement early, different things. But you know what? I know God said he'll supply my every need. Mm-hmm. I know God is my source. I know as my pastor preached on Sunday, our hope has to be in the Lord. My hope is not in 
Donald Trump. My hope is not in Joe Biden. My hope is not in government politics. My hope is in Jesus Christ. And who says, I'll never fail. I'm the same today, yesterday, and forever. I'll never change. I'll never leave you. So though all of these distractions are going on, brother, mm. and it's easy to get caught up, I have to guard what I watch. I can't be stuck in and on watching all, you know, CNN and Fox and, and you know, all these different things. And I can't be careful who I listen to on my social media pages. I've had to unfollow people yep. that all this, they, they're spewing all this stuff. I, you know, we have to be careful what we let penetrate our hearts and our minds. We have sometimes it's good to shut it down, cut people off, you know, do what you got to do to survive and put your hope and trust in God. And that's basically where I've been. Amen. Amen. I, I love that. And, and I, I think you're exactly right as far as what we're filling our minds with, because that's that's affecting so, so much of our our behavior and how we feel yeah. and, and the direction that we head and all that. So uh, really, really encouraging on that. And you uh, you mentioned that your, your son, Christian Miller, uh, he opted out for, for the 2020 season w- with the Panthers. And so yeah. as a dad, you know, what role do you play kind of in general or maybe specifically with this decision when it comes to your kids making decisions? How do you try to be there for them? What is that dynamic like when it comes to big decisions like that? Just encouraging. Yeah. Just encouragement and encouraging him and whatever he feels like. You know, listen, pray about it. Talk to God about it. If this is the right thing for you to do, um, then, yes, you know, talk to your mother, talk to your father, talk to people that – that you care about that's you know in your life what get get our thoughts talk to your agent and then when you when you do all of that pray about it and, and, and whatever god puts on your heart do it mm. and that's that's what he did and yeah. it, it, it may not be popular people are going to start saying the what is and you know you're a fourth round draft pick last year and they're going to be mad at you and what if they cut you next year and there's all this stuff that goes on you, you know uh, people ask me all of these questions and i tell them Listen, my son did what he prayed about, what he felt in his heart. He wasn't comfortable. Uh, Football-wise, he's been playing basically a different position, like Burns, that they didn't draft him to do. And that's hard to do when when you have been sitting around for six, seven months, no OTAs, no really mini camps, no preseason. I mean, so there's a lot of stuff to say, you know what, this just this season is messed up. Number one is a pandemic and I don't know what is what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna be put in a place a position to, to get my mother sick or my brother sick or my father sick. I, you know, I'm cool but I don't wanna be in that position. So, you know, he made this decision and, and as a father you say, you know what, son, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Because that's not the most popular decision. That's a hard decision and you give up maybe potential money earnings and this and that. I mean, there's a lot of things that can work against you. But one thing I know, you know, God says, hey, again, you know, when, you know, Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord always. Lean not to your own understanding, but all thy ways. Acknowledge him, Mm. and he will give you and direct your path. And no matter what nobody else thinks, all that matters is what God thinks. And if you operate in his will and his direction, you're never going to be wrong. If they don't want you on the team next year because of you made a decision, then you know what? There's 30 other teams that God got influence too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. so, and, you know, I don't, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm just addressing what some people have said and thought. You know, my son is training. He's going he's gonna to be stronger. He's going to be smarter. He's gonna This year is going to do him some good, and, and he'll come back 
more ready than ever. And so I think the future is extremely bright for him. Oh, man. That, no, that, that's great. And, and I think with all of this, there, there have been you know, so many opportunities for people to make their own decisions, and we have to accept those decisions for people. And you know, I kind of feel that way with fans. If fans want to go to the games, let them go to the games. If they don't want to go to the games, don't go to the games, and that kind of thing. And then be okay right. with, with how people choose to, to, right. to step forward or to stay back and, and all that kind of thing. So, right. Um, that's a yeah. yeah that that's a, a great perspective on that, um, and then uh, kind of the final thing too, and and, and you alluded to this a, a little bit, but but maybe to to unpack it a little bit further, as far as the the, the racial tensions, the the political tensions that that are in you know our world and and all around us, what what have what have what have been maybe some scriptures that you've been turning to or or just. Uh, principles that, that you've tried to, to, to stick to? Because I, I was watching one of your videos, which was awesome, um, about this. You, you were alluding to, uh, to ro- a reading from Romans 12. Um, is there something that maybe you could share with, with our listeners today that, that's been on your heart uh, in, in regards to some of this stuff? You know, I, I just really focus on love, man. L-O. And what I've seen through all of this stuff, you know, through the the racism, through the social injustice or social justice issues and racial inequalities and, you know, this 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 group believes this, this group believes this, and if you don't believe this and you, you're not a Christian or if you don't believe you believe this, you're going to hell. I've heard it all. Yep. I know the, the Word of God tells me that if I am a true believer in God, first of all, you know, I, I need to be a follower of Him, and I need to be an example. And, that, and the greatest example for me to be that is love. Love thy neighbor as you love yourself. Love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. How did I go to, how can you say you love God whom you never see, Mm. but yet you hate your brother and your sister? Mm. That's people you see every day. People you know. I've seen family members won't talk to one another because one's a Republican and one's a Democrat, and they can't, and, and, and it's Relationships are broken. Uh. I've seen you know, a mother and, and a son. I've, it's, it's unbelievable to me. I've seen people who, who, who confess Christianity saying some of the most awful things about people, about mm. their brother. Mm. Hatred, anger, bitterness because of politics. Uh. And I tell people politics is the biggest the divisive scheme of the one who hates Christians, he's called Satan. Yep. And he is using this to destroy families, relationships, friendships, you name it. Mm. It's a problem. Listen, and I tell folks, we are not all going to agree. We all are different. We all come from socioeconomic backgrounds and different things, and we need to embrace it. That's right. But what we need to do is love one another. We, we gotta be. We gotta be on the same page with Jesus. Right. And Jesus said, "The greatest of all of these things you can give, you can speak in tongues, you can prophesy, you can do all these different. You can you can tell mysteries, but if you have not love, you have nothing. Mm. And this is a problem we have in our world. The love factor is missing. People who are saying that they're Christian and they wear the T-shirts and they got the bumper sticker and they're trying <laughs> to put the title up, but then their actions." See, we have to live it and not say it. We have right. to be doers of the word, not hearers only. Mm. And this is now this is where our faith is on trial. America, our world, our country, our faith is on trial right now because you're allowing politics 
to mm. make you become somebody that you, you shouldn't be. And I think God is exposing sin because that's what it is, S-I-N. It's okay. sin. Racism is sin. Mm-hmm. You know, treating somebody in inequality is sin. Doing people, it's sin. Yeah. And there's a sin of silence. It's a sin when you see mm. this wrong stuff and this and don't say anything. Then you operate in the sin of silence. Sin so this is where we are, brother. And I just preach love. Man, I, I love you, brother. I don't care what color you are. I love you. I don't. I don't care what denomination you are. I love you. I don't care if you're you're going to vote for Donald Trump or Joe Biden. That's the right God gives you. Do, do it. But don't don't spew hate. Don't tell somebody they're crazy or they're foolish or you know because they don't agree and think like you do. Maybe their backgrounds were just this is different. Yeah, you know. So, so what I have to do is love that person. That's it. What I have to do is be kind to that person. What I did, the Bible said, what I have to do at all costs, try to live at peace with that person. Mm. And we've gotten away from that, brother. And I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm so fired up about this stuff because I, I'm not, and I'm talking to the Christians. The Bible says this, and I, I, and I talk it back to you. A lot of folk going to stand before God and say those very things. I've done this to your name. I prophesied. I spoke in tongues. I, I healed the sick. I gave to the poor. I did all of this. And I don't want to be this person. Lord, please don't allow me to be this person. That he says, depart from me. I never knew you. You work of iniquity. Mm. You see, the Bible said, whatsoever a man thinketh, so he becomes. Mm. What's in a person's heart, that's who you are. And what's happening, we're seeing a lot of people's true heart. So I, mm. whoever hears this, 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 this right here, hear me when I say this. And this is prophetically speaking, look in the mirror and ask God to show you your heart. Mm. And I think if we're all honest with with ourselves, we'll fall to our knees and humble ourselves and repent. And then we can see this world change. If my people Mm. will call by my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek his face, turn from my way, then we'll hear from heaven. Then I believe Almighty God will begin to heal this land. Amen. Amen. I'm right there with you. Humility and love, that's, that's the key. And love God, love people. If we do that, we'll, uh, we'll be obedient to the Lord. So, um, yes, yes. Man, I love, the, love that message. So, so keep, keep preaching it. And uh, I appreciate you uh, joining me today to, to, to share that message with our listeners. And, and I'm, in, I'm encouraged. And, uh, man, glad to catch up with you. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you at the Unpacking It Golf Tournament coming up on October 19th. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I hope that the sun will be I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you in this storm month. Yeah. I'm ready to hit the lakes, brother. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. It's, it's raining here in Charlotte as well. So, uh, yeah, hopefully it'll clear up by then, and uh, we'll, we'll have some fun out there. But, uh, but th- thanks for joining me, and, and enjoy the, uh, another football weekend, that's for sure. God bless you, my brother. Be encouraged. All right. You too. Thanks. There's Corey Miller joining us here on Unpacking It. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And we're back in studio to unpack the conversation we just had with Corey Miller. And I just find Corey to be so encouraging and passionate and, and inspiring. And so I hope that you felt the same way. 
And I just, especially there at the end, I, I appreciate his perspective. And, you know, it, it sounds, I don't know, uh, fluffy or as men, we don't always like to think that, that everything's about love. Uh, I don't know. We just get funny about it. But he's exactly right. I mean, that, that's the truth. It's all broken down in the Bible to love God, love people. Like, like that's what it's about. The, the whole thing, you know, if, if you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, then you're going to obey him. And you're going to follow the rest of, of what the Bible is about. And, and as you love God, you're going to seek him and you're going to know him and you're going to find him and you're going to understand more and more of his character. And, and so uh, when we do that, then we're able to love others and then we're able to live out what the, the Bible talks about as far as serving and, and, and putting others ahead of ourselves and um, representing Jesus. And if we, if we truly love people, we're going to tell people about Jesus. So it all goes back to love. And, and the fact that God loves us so much that he sent Jesus and he loved us enough to give us his word and he loved us enough to create us and to, to create us and then allow us to know him, a perfect God, even though we're we're broken. And so love is at the that's what it's about. It's it's about love and we get to experience the love of God, uh, which is incredible. And so then we go out and love others. But with, with all this this racial and political stuff. You know, I don't spend a lot of time uh, talking about it here on this podcast, and, and I'm, I'm not going to necessarily, uh, but I will, you know, echo the sentiments as far as what Corey was talking about. We've got to love people. We've got to love people, even those that disagree with us. And, and the fact that we have to have so much conflict, uh, you know, on social media and you watch the debate, and it's just so much conflict and we just we, we need love. That's the answer. So as as cliche or whatever you you know whatever our initial thought on that is, we have to take a step back and go no 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 oh, yeah you're right it's about love. How am I loving people well? How am I responding to to people? Is it out of love? Is it out of pride or selfishness or arrogance or negativity or is it? Am I responding and treating people from a place of love? And if God, if if we understand how much God loves us, uh, we'll never fully understand it, I guess. But uh, if we reflect on it and dwell on and 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 meditate on how much God loves us, then we can go out and and truly love people. And and it's it's embarrassing to think that we wouldn't go love people after all God has done for us and how much He loves us and how much you know Jesus showed us His love because He laid down His life for us. So the encouragement today is we gotta love, we gotta love, we gotta keep. Loving God and loving people. When we wonder what to do, when we wonder, oh, man, why am I feeling this way? All right, am I loving God? Am I loving people? So uh, that's something for me. When I, when I get out of whack in life, when I get just you know, off, off kilter and, and off just feeling funny, like what's going on with me? All right, I, I got to get back to the basics. Am I loving God? Am I loving people? Or am I loving the world? Am I loving uh, the wrong things or just, you know, getting caught up in, in everything else or am I loving God and loving people? That's the, the main message for today and, and, and worth bringing up again. And then what he was talking about as far as uh, what, what our mind is thinking about and, and, and what are we focused on? And, and those are closely related. And um, I think when we think well, we'll love well. And, and, and I think with all the negativity and struggles and challenges that we're facing, what is the lens that we're, we're thinking through? Is it through a, a negative world lens or is it through the hopeful, peaceful lens of the Bible and God's word and, and God's 
love and, and the hope that we have in him, but, but, it, but it comes down to what are we thinking about and, and, and what's replaying in our mind. And I, I, I probably talk about that a lot here on the show, but it's easy to get caught up in thinking about worst case scenarios, thinking about our problems, thinking about things that aren't going the way that we wish they were, but we have to retrain our, our mind and refocus our mind to think about good things, to think about godly things, to think about eternal things, to think about the big picture, uh, think about uh, all that we have to be thankful for. Those are the thoughts that, that we have to, to, to really get back to, because if we, if we allow the enemy to, to win and we start thinking about all these crazy things and, and, and the, the negativity just drives us, it, it affects our behavior, it affects our perspective, it affects our feelings, it affects how we treat others. And so if we're thinking wrongly, we're not going to be able to love well because we're thinking wrongly about people or we're thinking wrongly about the world. Uh, but when we, we meditate on Scripture and get back on that and, and, and you know, constantly in prayer and relying on the Lord to uh, fill us with, with His thoughts and um, going beyond our limited thinking, but to think more through uh, his, his lens. And, and, and we are able to do that the more we understand Scripture, the more we understand His character, and, and that requires time in the Word and, and time in prayer. So that's, that's what it comes down to. So hopefully that's encouraging, and uh, we'd love to know your thoughts on anything that was discussed here on the podcast today. You can shoot me an email, bryce at unpackingit.com. Well, my thanks to Corey Miller. My thanks to you. Uh, as we wrap up this show, uh, just know this. Uh, I'm Bryce Johnson, and I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day, and we will talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week. 